Welcome to Worth It or Worthless, a show where every couple weeks we pull a game from my own personal collection of retro games, take off our nostalgia tinted glasses and decide, is the game good by today's standards and is it worth the price of admission? We talk about what the game does well, what the game doesn't do so well, and the things that are just plain weird. I'm your host, Dan, and this episode of the show is actually a bit different. Due to Jordan's crazy summer travel schedule, we weren't able to throw together a new episode of the show, so we decided to release the first thing that we ever recorded, which was more of a test episode when we hadn't quite figured out what the structure of the show was and things like that, and it kind of shows in the conversation that it's the first thing that we ever recorded. So it's different than our typical episodes, but I hope you enjoy it nonetheless. Thanks. Here we are. Here we are. We played um, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, the movie, for Super Nintendo. Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, the movie, the game. Yep. Yes. It came out in July of 1995 for many different platforms. Yeah, I noticed there there was there was a Sega versions and Sega CD and Game Gear. They really just covered all of the bases. And if you didn't want to play the game, you could go... To a movie theater, or probably not a movie theater, you could go to Blockbuster and get a VHS tape to watch the movie, and it would probably have taken you longer to do that than to to beat the game. Right. So what did the game do well? What did the game do well? Um, It was a game. And uh, you were <laughs> Power game, Rangers. Most games are a game. Yeah, yeah. Well, what it, I think what it did well for me, the one thing that, that came up a bunch of times is I really liked the art. And you, I kept saying that, and you're like, it's just Super Nintendo art. But as somebody who is an aspiring pixel artist and not uh, not great at it, I, mm. I look at the stuff on there and I'm like, this is sweet. Because so, so often you see like sprites that are like half of people or like stylized people. And these mm-hmm. were just like actual human beings on the screen. And they the style was good. Everything was good. And I thought it looked cool. So I think that was, the thing that the game did best was the art for me personally. Yeah. The, the best thing about the whole game was the art. I That's what I appreciated the most. That's interesting. Although it definitely did have its weaknesses, which we can talk about a little bit later. Right. As somebody maybe who has a history of playing this game, like when it literally came out, renting it from Jumbo Video or something. Uh. Um and playing it several times since that, I don't know if I'm Im- like not immune, but if I'm over- you've seen it all. If I've seen it too much, yeah, that I don't appreciate it so much. But I don't know if I have the case with other games. I look around at like the, the bead sprites that I've done, and I'm thinking about would I like to do a bead sprite of any of the Power Ranger stuff? And it's like maybe the White Ranger, but like other than that, none of the sprites in the game really stood out to me as like particularly See, cool. I look at the- it. And I see, like, the style and, like, the way that they did it. There's so many games that are coming out now that are, are using that old, uh, like, Super Nintendo era, especially, uh, like, sprite style. And I think that you could take the art from this game and plop it into an indie game today and it would hold up. Yeah, for sure. Except for, I think, in an indie game today, all of the Rangers, except for the White Rangers, wouldn't just be colored palette swaps. Yeah, there are definitely some weaknesses. There are definitely some weaknesses. Uh, <laughs> when you when you transform, so you start as a human being, you start as the actual teenagers, and then after you've acquired enough lightning pieces, power, then you can transform into the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. And once you do that, the characters lose all individuality. They are no longer... Except uh, for the White Ranger. Yes, except for the White Ranger. He is the only one who has his own sprite. The rest of them are just palette swaps. So you have a blue, red, 
pink, black. I don't even know. Yellow. Right. He would, they're all the he exact would be same. a palette swap if he didn't have a shield. Yeah, but he's but got, he's got, he's got, the, he's got the, the chest, the chest right. thing, and, and he's got a little he sword. would have been a palette swap otherwise. Yeah, so it's kind of funny because you see like the little nerdy teenager guy uh, or like one of the tiny girls, and then they morph, and they're all like a six foot three ripped <laughs> guy. And it's right. like it doesn't matter who you were playing as before. Now you are Power this, Ranger with you, uppercut and backflip. Yeah, and instead they, of yeah. like unique jump or unique like kicks and, and uppercuts, um, that's yeah. something the game also I think does well is when you're teenagers, you have the individual moves when you press up and attack. Yeah, you have is it five five different characters to choose from, and before you morph six, I think one, it's six. I don't know. You have you have a certain. I can look at the box here. How many Power Rangers are there? There are six Power Rangers. If you did not know that, now you do. Right. You can choose. These six characters, and they all have a slightly different play style. You know, like you, in, when you do your <laughs> uppercut, you might have a high kick. You might go straight up. You might. Some of them might uh, have a, a kick that goes a little bit more forward. And so you can actually have a little bit different play style. Like one of the girls, her low kick, instead of just kicking forward, she kicks forward and back. So she does like the splits. But as soon as you morph and become a Power Ranger, you lose any individuality right. at all. You are, you are now uppercutting and uh that that is it you don't have whatever cool thing you had before now you are just power ranger right did you actually try the split kick to see if it hit backwards uh it does yeah really it does yeah then she's kind of the best she well i don't think she has quite as much range and she and it's slower maybe that was the other thing like if you are billy who is the nerdy power ranger he's just like (laughs) They make him, he has like a bow tie, like even in the cartoon, or not cartoon, in the TV show, he didn't wear a bow tie. Like he was like, well, how can we make this this sprite look nerdy? Let's give him a bow tie. I don't think he had a bow tie in the normal game. I think that was just when he was the referee at the end. end. Okay, whatever. (laughs) At some point, Billy was nerdy, okay? And and he's shorter and he's got these like ill-fitting clothing. Like the rest of them have like stylish clothes. But if you're Billy, like you walk slower than the other Power Rangers. Like me and Dan were, were like running and I, I, I was uh, one of the girls, and I was just moving probably like 25% faster than him. And it's like, oh, okay. Like, if you're Billy, you suck until you morph into Power Ranger. He's got to do something well, though. I just don't know what it is. They hide the stats on you. Yeah. Of, like, the differences. It would be nice if they kind of told you, like, this is Rocky, and he punches hard. <laughs> it's like, well, I, right. don't, I don't know. Well, these are the athletic to... rangers, and they, they have a normal speed, and we're just going to, like, six, yeah. 60% Billy's speed because he's nerdy <laughs> and not athletic, and like, we're going to put him in overalls. Why would anybody ever choose to play as Billy? A lot of people like the Blue Ranger. A lot of people like I, a lot I of things I'm that just, are wrong. I, kinda, I think I just made that up. <laughs> I, you know, maybe I'm sure. I know a person who liked the Blue Ranger, <laughs> and I think it's because his name was Billy. Uh, so it was one yes. of those things where I have to like this character because I'm named the same thing as this character. Yeah, yeah, I could see it. Uh, I guess if your favorite color is blue, if yeah. like you're really into yeah. the underdog, for sure. Um, that's probably about the only reason to choose Billy willingly. Well, who was your favorite Power Ranger growing up? I don't remember. I remember at one point there was a Green Ranger who was like kind of evil and he had a dagger. Yep. And I kind of thought that was maybe cool. Um, I remember distinctly not liking the guy with the ponytail. Um, I think that's the same Ranger that you're talking about. Well, yeah, he, I, I, I probably was because he was 
but when he's in the ranger, remember, so you you have a distinct personality until you morph, and then you are Power Ranger, and then you are you are Japanese TV show, yeah, cut together for an American TV show or something. So I think that it's only fair that we give the game a pass on that because it was being true to the original. But was it though? Because I think even all of those guys aren't the same size. I don't know. Really? It doesn't matter. <laughs> right. So what does the game do well? What does the game do well other than the art, which sometimes it doesn't do well? Um, I think I think the game is fun as a whole. I think the two plane, like kind of two lane, you're switching back and forth up and down with the shoulder buttons uh, on the Super Nintendo controller. It was fun. I have played some, uh, some beat-em-up games on old consoles that aren't fun. Right. That it is just brutal it's punishing to to play and it's like this this is an exercise in uh just trying to make the player as angry and uh cheated as possible this i don't see i don't agree um, you don't think that there are some beat-em-ups that are that way oh well some beat-em-ups i don't think that power rangers the no, no no oh, no okay. no right, i'm saying right. that this was not that yeah, it was yeah, yeah. enjoyable okay, sure. yeah uh i think that we should uh should Come clean and say that we attempted to play this game uh, just straight out of the box on normal mode, on hard mode, and you get uh, a certain number of lives, but you get four continues split between the two players. Right. And we made it to, like, the second boss a couple times, and we made it past the second boss twice. Right. We got, with like only 30%. using. 30% of the third level yeah Yeah, with only using those four continues at there's seven levels in this game right and we only made it to the third level with just trying to play with the built-in continues before we busted out the cheat codes but to be fair we were reacclimating to the game i'm reacclimating to it you're learning to play it for the first time so if we played it again now that we've played it for two plus hours I think we might be able to beat the third level with the the stock continues in lives. Okay, yes, we may have been able to beat the third level, but I don't see anybody picking up this game and with a friend making it very far with only those four continues. Like if you want to actually get to the end of this game and beat this game without using cheat codes, without using like a game genie or something, you are going to have to put a lot of time practicing and like learning the like everything. You're, this is not a game you're just going to pick up and beat without using a cheat code. Right, probably. I wonder if single player might be a little bit different if it's easier to take your time. I don't know if, if co-op is is slowing us down or not slowing us down but um, oh, okay. just forcing us to continue going. No, I mean, Dan, that's this not... will be the first in a long line of <laughs> times in this podcast when Dan accuses me of bringing him down. And I think it's fair. I didn't I say think, that. No, it's a fair observation because <laughs> I had to use 11 continues. 11 continues. Well, it would have been 12, but the game shut me out at the end. Right. I would have been 12 continues. Uh, Dan only used seven. So I definitely... I used eight. Used eight? I used eight. Okay. So I was... You were marginally better than me. Which brings us to the next point. We beat the game with unlimited continues. Yeah. 19 in total. Although I have a <laughs> feeling that if we played it again, that might be more like 15. It might be, but it there are some of those levels at the end that are just 
so incredibly difficult. Like, it's hard to know how could you possibly... Like, there was times where it's, like, you take damage and, like, you're invincible for a few seconds after taking damage. So, you're, like, I'm going to take damage and just run through this part as fast as possible because I don't know how to kill this guy or I don't even know how to get through this environmental trap without uh, without taking damage. Like, there was, there was one point where there's a guy who just, like, creates this glowing orb and he is on a tiny platform that you somehow have to kill him but you can't touch people in this game which is another thing that we both were frustrated with because in so many games you can like jump on somebody's head or even touch them without taking damage but in this game if you touch somebody or jump on them instead of them taking damage or whatever you are hurt so there's this guy he's making a giant orb he's on a little platform and we both i think we both spent like four lives just on like trying to figure (laughs) out that one little section i don't know it was four lives but I spent at least four (laughs) lives. Yeah. That's where I lost seven continues to fighting one guy in a platform. But yeah, um, the platforming was not something the game does well. But before we get to what the game doesn't do well, is there anything else that the game did well? I think the game is fun. I think, like I said, it's it's unique for a beat-em-up where you can only walk in two lanes, which I've only... I think I've only ever seen that in one other style of game which was like i played a i can't remember the name of the game right now but it was a 360 port of a saturn game um that was kind of similar which had different lanes but most beat-em-ups let you walk the entire top to bottom yeah area this one doesn't which makes it unique i didn't like that i especially didn't like that you had to use the shoulder buttons to switch lanes i feel like pressing up or down which aren't used for anything other than crouching I guess that would have gotten in the way of crouching, but it, it was just a little bit, it didn't seem uh, intuitive to me to use the shoulder buttons to switch lanes, but you did, you did mention a couple times that you liked that. So I do like that. I think if you use the up button, you may accidentally switch lanes when you're trying to press forward to like go walk and punch a guy. Yeah. Pressing I, up might accidentally switch lanes, but yeah, having lanes, having lanes, you have to use the shoulder buttons because you, if you tried to crouch or if you tried to do an uppercut or something that needs the up button, you wouldn't be able to. So that was definitely, I think, uh, because they had the lanes and there were some interesting things because of the lanes. Um, so that was cool. I think another thing that it did well was the ability when you die, when you like need to use a continue, you can switch Rangers, which was cool. <laughs> I know you could do that in some of the old Ninja Turtles games too. Mm-hmm. I think. Uh, I, I think that most was beat em ups cool. are like that. Like most streets, of, street, streets of Rage and stuff is like that. I too. am showing my ignorance when it comes to these games. I thought that was cool. Yeah. And I thought that the bosses were probably my favorite part of the game. Right. Right. Yeah, there were some there were some really uh imaginative bosses designed and uh boss names. <laughs> uh probably the best one was Magnet brain yep and uh, if you are having a hard time just visualizing what that might look like just go with (laughs) what you first imagined which is just a tall man with a giant horseshoe magnet for a head (laughs) um he might have been my favorite not just because his ridiculous name but also because i think that he was the easiest boss for us to beat. (laughs) right because he didn't have any invincibility after getting hit so we just stood on either side of him and punched as fast as we could until he was dead which is great 
until he escaped a couple of times, he starts to slide when you get punched. And yeah. So and we had he, to do that like two or three times. He switches lanes. So he'll switch between the bottom and top lane. But when he jumps to your lane, you can just uppercut him and just send him back. Yeah. Yep. Yep. That's another interesting thing that I think the game. I don't know if it's something that the game does well, but it's something that the game does that. <laughs> it's definitely something that the game does. What I appreciate about the game is there's interesting depth to the mechanics like with the uppercuts and if you press down and jump you'll yeah. do a backflip which lets you like i maybe not take damage i think sometimes well as far as i can tell when you are a power ranger when you are power ranger you can do a backflip by holding down and b i think and and that lets you uh avoid all damage it's like a dodge roll yeah for like half a second yeah, and I I think that if as long as you weren't getting hit when you started and you weren't ending up uh, like on top of a projectile and or you're an enemy, in a pit. <laughs> yeah, don't don't backflip into a pit. Then I think that you are invincible while backflipping, which we didn't really notice and realize fully until the final boss. I think so. Uh, we I feel like knowing that now, going back into it, we we probably would have used less continues. But it still probably would take more. You're shaking your. Head I don't like. <laughs> think I would have though, because like I've been playing this game, you know, for whatever, fifteen years or something. Long, longer than that since ninety. So I guess it's been over twenty years that I've played this game. Is this copy that we played today your copy from your childhood? No, I actually never had a Super Nintendo growing up. Oh, this was a copy that I acquired on eBay for far less than people are acquiring it today. Oh, I think okay. I paid eight dollars for it. So you just remember playing this kid? You rented it as a kid, or borrowed yeah. it? Okay, I rented it because my uncle had a Super Nintendo and a Genesis, and so he was the only way that I got to play those games. Um, That's the opposite, you know. Normally, when we were kids, the rumor wasn't my uncle had a Nintendo. It's my uncle works for Nintendo. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. No, no, my parents won't buy me a Genesis or a Super Nintendo. So. In whatever it was, 1990, when we got an NES, might have been 91. I was, yeah, I think it was 1990. I didn't get another console till 1996 when the N64 came out. I got it for Christmas. So gotcha. I had to. But you got an N64 right when it came out then. Pretty much, which was yeah. awesome. Um, we didn't get but, an N64 until like the Bond Game of the Year edition came out. And then we got like the, whenever that would have been like 99 or something. Mm-hmm. So. What are we good with the stuff that it did good? Do we want to move I on think, to the stuff it does badly? Well, I think we should generally just say that it's it's a fun game. It um, is a fun a, game. It's a fun game that has interesting mechanics that you don't often see. Um, like for example, in the Turtles in Time beat 'em up game on Super Nintendo, there's a mechanic where you can throw the foot soldiers into the screen, which I would say is a unique mechanic. I find that Power Rangers has a few different mechanics. The, the multiple lanes, the uppercutting enemies into another lane, and the backflipping. And, or not backflipping specifically, but the way that it's implemented in the game is unique. So One thing that we did kind of gloss over and I think is another, that goes along with that is uh, earlier we did say that the Power Rangers don't have a whole lot. Uh, they're basically just palette swaps and they have the same movesets. But once you are a Power Ranger, if by some miracle you happen to collect enough lightning power you can like do a super move where you get like special attacks and then you can do like a super mega. I'm sure these have like actual titles, but you can do like a super mega attack. And each of those, each ranger does have their own, which is kind of cool that the six different playable characters each have their own special attack and their own like finishing move. Mm. Um, Although I think in the 
four hours that we played the game, <laughs> we maybe did the special moves three or four times. Well, less than if, less than ten for sure. If we had gone those three levels, being already morphed, <laughs> maybe it would have been a little bit different if we didn't die nineteen. But we did. I'm saying, like, we played it for a long time, and we got, like, the hang of it, and we still didn't get to see many super moves. Yeah, I feel like it's boss-specific, and maybe in two players, it's, easier to kill the bosses. You can use the super moves not on the boss, because one of, like, the three times we did it, I accidentally used the Black Ranger's giant wrecking ball move on an empty screen. Right, but I'm saying you get a lot of power from the boss fights there's constant uh, canisters yeah. that are coming by dropping lightning bolt energy lightning uh, bolt yeah yeah so. that's true so that that is a cool thing there is a little bit of uh you know specificity and the have each having their own special moves each having their own while they're a teenager each having their own play style is a really cool thing and does seem like it was ahead of its time mm-hmm. for yeah. sure so now, what does the game do poorly? What does it do poorly? I, I, th- <laughs> where to begin? I mean, <laughs> right. it really, it really wasn't right. like that much. I, I mean, it. There are definitely worse games out there. Uh, I'm 100%. sure you can attest to that because you have played way more of them than I have. I don't think it would be in my collection, um, or I would have sought it out if it was like abysmal. Yeah, unless yeah. maybe it was like pretty rare. And it I is found a good deal on it, but it is playable. We did make it to the end with cheats. <laughs> uh, Unlimited we, continues. That's the only cheat we had yeah. to use. I think probably like its biggest weakness for me was the further you get into the game, the more <laughs> enemies and like animations and stuff going. It started to lag a lot, and especially during like boss fights, it would start <laughs> to lag a lot. And uh, it's not like, oh, this is slow motion. I have more time to react. It's like, no, you will die because this game is not going to respond and you will just. Right. Yeah. Like during the the last, like you beat the final boss and you got to have to exit the level. And I kept getting (laughs) hit by some whatever it was, some. You should robot. explain. This is like we have beat Ivan Ooze, right? Which uh, the, the box game features Ivan Ooze, right? Yeah, the the game features Ivan Ooze. For those of you who have not seen the Power More Mighty Morphin Power Rangers movie from 1995, which is probably all of everyone in the world besides Dan, uh, <laughs> it features Ivan Ooze apparently. And the back of the box, uh, it it calls Ivan Ooze the vilest villain in Nintendo history, uh, <laughs> which isn't probably fully factual because i mean he's not even more vile than uh magnet brain well it, i guess it depends on your definition of vile really <laughs> that's true I guess, um, yeah. so they could probably get away with saying that he just he's just not a very uh he's not a very clean guy he doesn't shower often he's has uh, poor hygiene like they he's, could probably have gotten um away with saying it's the best game on super nintendo with six different playable characters yeah yeah that and that would not have probably been a huge claim yeah, to make. no no lawsuit for that one yeah so uh you're fighting ivan ooze you defeat him and then afterwards there's kind of like an escape uh an escape scene where you have mm-hmm. 99 seconds to go through a kind of uh light platforming uh yeah. area there's some bad guys chasing you it's sort of like and I don't really have a better way to describe this because I'm not like super video game uh, 
you know, I don't, I don't know everything, but it's kind of like the level from Smash Bros, the fighting polygon team, where you're like going through some, some very kind of simple uh, stuff. But since you're rushing to get through in a certain amount of time, and there's some bad guys, that you, it kind of makes it more difficult than it probably would be if it was at any other point in the game. It's kind of like a garbage version of the beginning of Super Metroid. I'll take your word for where it. Where you fight, I think it's Ridley is the name of the giant. Yes, the giant pterodactyl that yeah, everybody always wants in Smash Bros. For some so reason. you basically go into something at the beginning of Super Metroid, and then it's like, oh, Ridley's there, and then you have to escape a, a building that's exploding. And it's fun, because Metroid is fun. Um, so in Metroid... But it doesn't have like a super garbage frame rate the That's what I was going to ask. In Metroid, when you're doing that, uh, can you control your character? <laughs> because it seems... At this point, I died during this part of the game. And uh, even though we had the infinite continue cheat on, it didn't allow me to. So there must be something in there that, like, once you are in this final part, there's no matter how many continues you have left, like, you have to do this maze with just the lives you have remaining. So I die, and Dan is trying to do this. I got so fed up with you. (laughs) Yeah, it's like, all right, this guy's died 1,500 times. No more continues. So Dan is attempting to do this by himself, which is probably easier. And uh, there were times when the, the screen was just stuttering so much that you couldn't you were saying like i'm trying to jump and it won't jump yeah it literally just wouldn't jump and i was it wasn't like one of those situations that sometimes i i'm like oh i did that and i'm like in the back of my mind like he probably didn't do that on time but like this time <laughs> it was like i know for a fact that i was hitting the button in time to jump but the frame rate was so bad that it didn't read the input of the controller um, yeah and that was more of a late game thing. I, I mean, there's a little bit of it early in the game, but yeah. for the most part, the first three, four levels. <laughs> like when you're uppercutting bombs in the second level. Yeah. <laughs> but that's more of like a hitbox thing, I think, because like you had to be placed really precise. There was definitely lag. There was definitely lag uh, with the bomb throwers in that second level. But uh, I think uppercutting the bombs and sending them back was more of like a you had to be like pixel perfect in your placement. And right. that was one of the things I think that we both realized was a weakness of the game, too, was just, like, especially when it came to platforming, like, you oh, would man. look like you were made a pixel-perfect jump and you, you wouldn't you wouldn't land on the thing you were trying to land on. On the skyscraper right after the factory. <laughs> the, the, the level progression is kind of amazing, if you think about it. It's like, we're, we're on the streets, like a normal whatever. Yeah, and then we're at the, the mall, and then we're burning down the mall, and then... We're on the roof of the mall fighting a mirror man, and then we're in a boat at an air factor or an air base. Okay, we need to stop here because <laughs> I said this, and it was this the, the beginning of the second level. Beginning of the second level, we we got to this many times because we before we put on the infinite lives, we played three or four times through. And between the first and second levels, there is the greatest cutscene in the history <laughs> of it. And I don't say this like oh, how how Bandai says that. That Ivan Ooze is the vilest <laughs> villain in all Nintendo history. I mean this seriously. The greatest cutscene in the history of video games. Okay, right. you are right. you have the two Power Rangers, whoever you've chosen, and you are not Power Rangers yet. You are just your teenage form, and you are on a speedboat, and you are just zooming for like a good fifteen seconds, and it's just like you're taking in the pretty sweet animation, and then you purposefully hit a rock. <laughs> But it doesn't destroy your boat. It launches your boat up <laughs> onto 30, an Air Force base. <laughs> yeah, thirty or forty feet onto a uh, aircraft carrier, and now you like do a flip out and you land on the boat, and boom, you're into the second level, and you are fighting on an aircraft carrier, 
And uh, <laughs> now this is not like Top Gun for NES, where it was impossible to land on the aircraft carrier. <laughs> this is like it's awesome. There's right. no stress because it's the cutscene. It's gonna do it for you. You're right. gonna launch your boat. It's if you have not seen this. Um, if you do anything as a result of this podcast, oh look up on YouTube, like level two of the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers movie for Super Nintendo and just watch this cutscene. I guarantee I you that just, it will make your day. I don't agree. I, j- I just don't agree. Wow. Uh, <laughs> we have disagreed about a lot of stuff, but I think that this might be the most painful thing to hear you say. <laughs> It's uh, maybe it's because I've seen it too many times. You've maybe seen- <laughs> it's because you made me see it another twenty eight times. Today. I I honestly I could go back and watch this with every variation of the six different characters. I oh you know one thing we never did nobody ever started the second level with Billy. I would love to see nerdy short little Billy do the the front flip out of the flying boat and land on oh, there because there's no way he makes it. You yeah, you can tell like the developers hated Billy because they made him so slow and worthless until he becomes Power Ranger. But like I I bet you in the cutscene with Billy that he just like skids on his face across the aircraft carrier i can't see it well just can't see it i guess we'll never know unless we play this game again which i don't i don't uh necessarily want to do again right now no i think it's gonna be a while i think i'm i'm good and and my cup is full yeah okay on the mighty Morphin power rangers movie super nintendo version yeah i mean maybe maybe like if you got to probably another two years you know, maybe pick up the Game Gear version or like the, the Sega CD version, just like, you know, for a light gaming session here and there. But the Super Nintendo version, I feel like we've kind of played out. I have the Genesis version. I liked it a long time ago. I don't like it so much anymore. No. Because it's very vanilla beat-em-up. Not quite as awesome as the SNES version? No, I think, honestly, of all the versions, and I think I've only I've only played the Game Gear, Genesis, and Super Nintendo version. I can't speak to the Game Boy version. <laughs> I'm really interested uh, in what the Game Boy version could possibly be. Like, I mean, I guess there's some pretty good, like the Ninja Turtles beat 'em up on Game Boy. I had that when I was a kid, and it was Ninja Turtles Two, I believe, was, is what it was. Was that a beat 'em up, or was it like a well, you side got like scrolling your platformer? Side scroll, no, but you had like swords and you like attacked ninjas and stuff. Right, but when okay, I guess it's it's it was definitely not a platformer. Is beat 'em up like arcade Ninja Turtles beat 'em up? Yes, or beat 'em up like I don't know. 2D arcade. platformer with punch guys. I feel like it was arcade ninja like Turtles, Ninja I, Gaiden. Would you call Ninja Gaiden a beat 'em up? I'm gonna again show my ignorance when it comes to video games and say that I don't even like. I've heard okay. Ninja Gaiden, that's, that's but I could not like. If you like held up two games, and you're like, which one of these is Ninja Gaiden? And they both had ninjas in it. There's a 50 percent chance that I'm gonna be able to pick the right one. Okay, that's fine. Well, maybe we'll fix that in the course of the show. Maybe we, we could. Maybe we'll pull out Ninja Gaiden and is review, it worth it? Review that. Is it worth it or a, worthless? See, I've heard a lot about this game, so I'm guessing that it's probably like a good one, but maybe it's not because I've also hard. heard a lot about some bad games. Yeah, um, Ninja Gaiden's pretty hard. I don't. It's not a game that I love. Like Mega Man's pretty hard, and I love Mega Man, but Ninja Gaiden's pretty hard. But I don't really love Ninja Gaiden. See, but I'm kind of glad as much as I play Mega Man. One of the things I'm like I I'm looking forward to with doing this podcast with both of us is that playing, uh, we'll probably more so be playing multiplayer games. Yeah, I would say for the most part. Because a lot of these older single-player games uh, that are, like, punishingly hard, like, in single-player mode, uh, I just just am so bad at them. Mm -hmm. Like Mega Man, I like Mega Man. I had Mega Man. It was one of the games I had on my Game Boy. And I I don't know if I ever beat a single level of Mega Man. Yeah, it's hard. It's more fun with, like, I mean, 
with the retron where you can like save state your way through it or with yeah. like the the collections which i think the collections are out on everywhere i think i don't know if the switch version's out yet but now those collections have like a rewind and a save state feature and stuff the rewind would be very helpful mm-hmm. having the retron yeah. and going back and playing some of these games that i played when i was a kid like i i told dan this uh i told you this uh that <laughs> like going i went back and played contra yeah. and uh contra is a game that i did not know had more than two levels like when i was a kid you played the jungle level and you maybe beat it and then if you beat it you got to the weird vertical level where you're like right. crawling and shooting and in my mind there was no human being in the world that could beat that level it was just like kind of like how like tetris or donkey kong you just keep going until it kills you oh man and so i just assumed like you just th- there is nothing after this and then i had the retron with save states and i was like oh my gosh there's like there are more levels after that and it, it just kind of changed my whole world uh, on contra for another second did you know as a child about the konami code to get 30 lives or no 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 definitely not the, like i i knew that that code existed because we would use it in like uh aladdin maybe aladdin or uh lion king like one of those disney games like we knew that you could do that to i think in aladdin you could use the konami code to skip the level like whatever level you were playing you could put it in and then you would just skip to the next level Mm-hmm. And so we did that and like, oh, we beat the game because we got to the end. But I don't think I remember like knowing that that was a thing that you could do on a bunch of games. Anyway, 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 so getting back on topic, get back to Power Rangers. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, the frame rate is awful. Frame rate um, was bad, which platforming I can, was bad. I can deal with some bad frame rates like Ninja Turtles 2 for NES is one of my favorite games. And that the frame rate on that gets pretty bad yeah that one that one flashes like that's one of those games where it's like your character is there about 50 percent of the time a lot of games a lot of retro games do have frame rate issues which you know what's funny is growing up i never knew that that was actually like limitations i just thought the game did that and i never noticed that i that that was actually like a problem with the the hardware trying to keep up it's a uh, it's the curse of knowledge. Now yeah, that you know, now that I know, it's like, oh, this game is having a problem right now. That's not just how the game is. It just it. And I, I think that's one of the really interesting things about doing this, about going back and looking at these games that people hold up and that they talk about and they they spend money on, mm-hmm. is saying, is this a game that is actually good, or is this a game that we that nostalgia and like our our lack of knowledge from our younger years we've like convinced ourselves like this right. is a good game when in actuality like you're not actually going to want to sit there and, and play right. this game for sure it's like do f- do the frame rate issues like despite the fact that this game is um somewhat sought after and um so, uh, pretty fun overall do the technical limitations of the hardware really make it worth playing um in 2018 because like you're saying like we don't want to look at these through nostalgia tinted glasses is like oh well it's it's fine because it's an old game and those games had these problems it's like well no is it fine by today's standards yeah i mean for you like you said you have grown up since you were a little kid playing this game Mm -hmm. so you have a completely different perspective right. on this than me who has didn't even know before today that this game existed right and which so, is sad because it, i man 
it's a it's a good game. I See, like that's it. what I'm talking about though. You you have all of these fond memories of it, and so you say right. it's such a good game. But if that game came out today, like right now, you open up the eShop or whatever the heck it's called <laughs> right. on your system and you see oh look there's this power rangers game and you pull it up and you play oh, that game today Lord. and it ran that way and you would be like this is garbage i want a refund i would not have paid 30 40 whatever the heck dollars for this game right fun fact the last time i did fire up my playstation network and bought a power rangers game that was my experience this game is garbage i think that that was something Anyways. to go in the good column for this game uh, if you have the cheat code and you want to just uh, play with unlimited lives, you can beat this game in an hour. We did right. it in about an hour. The internet says about an hour. Uh, I'm pretty sure that's what it took us. And it's like none of these levels felt too long. Uh, y- none of it, the game itself, like if it had gone on another level, I might have thought that it was starting to get tedious. Right. But right when you start to think like, okay, is this going to be over? It's like, here's Ivan News. Right. Well, the guy we've been waiting for. Mm-hmm. Starring Ivan News. Yeah. And I love that the game on the on the menu screen, it, it loads up and it says, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, the movie, the game. And then it says, and it's like trademark. <laughs> and then underneath it, it says, starring Ivan News, trademark. It's like, wow, okay, this guy's a big deal. Like, normally you right. don't get billing on the menu screen it's not like (laughs) legend of zelda breath of the wild starring ganon trademark like he's a big deal he doesn't get a trademark right um it did take us an hour but i would say we played it for longer than that like trying to play this game if you're trying to play it the real way you can get far more than an hour out of trying yeah if you're trying to beat it for real but playing with unlimited continues start to finish after attempting it three or four times without yeah. cheats um, takes about an hour. I think in all, we probably put three or four hours into this game today. Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe three. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and it was entertaining for that amount of time. Right. And the other downside I would say is trying to cheat in this game. The only actual cheat code that the game has is, one that lets you start morphed, and I'm not sure if it lets you start every level morphed or yeah. just the beginning of the game. Um, but on the Retron, it only has cheats that really work for one player. Um, for two players, you have to use a Game Genie. We actually ended up pulling out an original SNES with a Game Genie to get the cheats to work. Yeah, um, well, there was an option on the Retron for infinite health. Um but I feel like that would make the game not fun. It didn't work. We tried it. Oh, that's true. Yeah, it didn't work. Yeah. But even so if it did work, it's like if there's like you got to have at least the like the continue screen. So A, so you can switch characters if you want to. And B, so you can talk trash because that was part of the fun for us was like, oh, my gosh, you've used 11 continues. Are you a total scrub? And then I would say the answer yes. Is yes. Yes, I am. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, yeah, it was an entertaining game. Um, it's I'm not dying to get back out in the living room and start playing right. through this game again. Right. So I think if I had to say this game is or is not worth playing, just generally speaking, if you have it and you don't know you have it or whatever, or you find it for like a dollar at a garage sale, I would say the game is worth playing with Game Genie if you're playing two players or... Oh, so we're doing with, this right now. Well, maybe. Is- no, well... I mean, let's do it. So this this is this is the the time in the podcast when we are going to make a judgment. Is it worth it or worthless? And I I think before we can (laughs) before just to give 
the the full picture to everybody here so everybody can know uh, just exactly what worth it means. What is this game worth? Like what if I went out right today and wanted to buy this game, what would it cost me? Well, shouldn't we say whether or not it's worth playing to begin with? Well, I just before we start making judgment calls about whether I guess. Yeah. So worth, we can do that first. We can do that so first. That's what I was I was trying to say is the game on the whole is a game that I would like recommend you play if you have pretty much easy access to it yeah if you have Um, it if a friend has it right uh, if you have access to a super nintendo and a game genie right it's worth it's worth a couple hours of just like if this is something that you enjoy is like an old school beat-em-up uh especially one that has this much like uh, with the different characters and all that i would say like if there is a very low bar for entry for you yeah right. it's worth it it's fun like for me it didn't cost me anything other than my time to sit down and play a game right which yes that it, it was worth it in that sense for sure um yeah 100 percent. um i think that this game is worth people's time yeah it, it's a fun it's a fun game uh despite its its flaws um if you are into retro gaming, it's a fun game. If you are not, uh, which you're probably not listening to this podcast if you're not in retro games. Right. Like if I brought this game home and I was like, hey, to my wife, and I told her, hey, let's play this game. She likes newer games. But I feel like the weaknesses of this game would be so frustrating to her that we right. would not, we right. would never make it to the first level. Yeah. Yeah. Because so, it's not an easy game. No, it, it's it, not. It's I, I mentioned a few times, I was like, wow, this, this game is this, this game is kind of easy. It's not like punishing. And Dan's like, we're in the first level. Right. Like, like wait till we get out of the first level. <laughs> right. And then we couldn't even take down like the boss's shield in the second level on that playthrough. Yeah. What, yeah, that's true. And we did. We even did try that the game in hard mode at one point. Right. Uh, before when we just had like the, the four continues. And I'm not entirely certain what the difference between hard mode and, and regular mode is because we made it the exact same distance. It seemed like there was the same number of enemies. It seemed like the damage was the same. So I'm not really sure. Uh, the game, it, it's difficult even in easy mode. It would not be like the easy modes of today. You don't have a funky Kong mode right. where you can just like surf through and kill everybody. When we were playing on hard, we got from the Air Force base to the uh, snowboarding in the next level. Yeah, and you you <laughs> did point out that every good beat-em-up needs to have some sort of surfing yeah. or skateboarding or, or uh, snowboarding level. Right. And this, the third level of this game is a combo yeah. snowboarding and river surfing. Right. Which... Seems like the physics don't fully work on that, but uh, yes, it did have some sort of board sports level. Right. Um, I just love that it's you go from fighting an air force base or on an air force base or aircraft carrier with like all these spikes and pooping, yeah, fi- fire pooping spiders. Yes. To snowboarding down a mountain in a Which, tank top. Yeah, I don't remember <laughs> if we ever really figured out how did we get from the aircraft carrier to the top of a mountain well should we talk about the story yeah because yeah i, I guess mean, real it's quick, a licensed really game quick. called power rangers the movie so it has the power rangers in it and yes. it has ivanus in it yeah and th- that th- that's pretty much all that it has to do with power rangers yeah. the movie <laughs> there is no story if you are coming to this game for a story other than that one incredible cinematic uh <laughs> Like there right. is no story here there there. You don't yeah, ever get like, much. you don't even get like the little bit of text that says like the power Rangers were one day attacked. Like there, there's nothing like the, right. all your base are belong to us. There is nothing like that. You are just going to get, 
here's the level, here's a boss, you don't know why you're fighting this guy, maybe you're the bad guy, which I kind of like because you can make it your own story. Like maybe the maybe. Power Rangers are the bad guys right. attacking these innocent putty men. <laughs> Anyways, back to whether or not uh, worth it or worthless. Um, yeah. For a low barrier to entry, the game is worth it. Yeah, okay. However. So now, yeah, exactly. If you don't own this game or know somebody who owns this game, or happen to stumble upon it at a garage sale with somebody who doesn't know what retro games are worth, is it worth it? If I, if you have to go out right now and buy this game, if you're thinking like, man, I could really use a, a sweet beat-em-up for my uh, for my Super Nintendo, right. what would it cost me to go out right now and buy this game? This game is currently trending for $38 on eBay. Okay. Although today when I looked, there were a few beat-em-ups for, or a few beat-em-ups, a few buy-it-nows. Um, I think I saw one for $25, um, but... So yeah. You're spending about you might $40. be able to get around twenty-two on an auction. Um, okay, so between tw- twenty and forty dollars—that's a big range. Well, yeah, but it, eBay said it's trending at thirty-eight, so that means I think the average that people pay for it. Because I think okay. I did saw I did see some completed listings for thirty. Well, that's fair to forty-two. Blah, so blah, you're blah. either you're either going to go on eBay right now and spend just about forty dollars, or you can spend hours of your life and time is money. You can spend your time <laughs> right. like trying to snipe a bid for cheaper uh so you're looking at like between your personal time or forty dollars so for forty dollars thirty eight dollars is it worth that today i would i would say no um i don't know when this game shot up to forty dollars like i I think i said i paid like eight dollars for it like probably 15 12 or 15 years ago i paid about eight dollars for it okay um it might have been a little less than that um, might have been like eight years ago. I don't know. It doesn't. It, it doesn't, doesn't matter. It really doesn't matter. It was a <laughs> long time ago. A long um, time ago, it was cheaper. Yes. And then a longer time before that, it was more expensive. And then out. I don't know if this game has showed up um, on some popular YouTube channels or how this game has has gained the um, traction that it has. But um, overall, I would say do not pay forty dollars for it. I, for me, if I was, uh, I don't buy a ton of old games, but I, so I, I, it's hard for me to say, but I, I would not spend $40 on this game. If this game, it came out today. Like if we're talking about pretty today, like I have no interest as a collector, just looking at this as, is this a fun game to play? Like would I want to like have this at my house to play with friends or my, mm-hmm. my family or whatever. I, I would not buy this game today for $38. Well, I, I mean today, if it was coming out you know, today, like I paid fifteen dollars, or it might might have been twenty for that crappy Power Rangers beat 'em up that came out today. So, if yeah. it came out today, it would it would be a fifteen dollar game probably. Yeah, and but with with its issues and with all the like the with how hard it is and how uh, you know you have to have an original Super Nintendo, you have to have the Game Genie to like actually get the full story of this game. Unless you are like, if you are a superhuman at like playing these beat 'em up games and you can somehow like despite all of the lag and despite all of mm-hmm. the frame rate issues you can somehow beat this game with only four continues uh you're gonna have to have an original snes you're gonna have to have the game genie and so those are extra costs or if you play it in single player you can play it on something like a retron yeah if you're playing in single player but and again the cheats will this work. is the thing with the me like work. it's already a little bit of a cheapened experience to me that you are only two 
uh, Power Rangers. Fighting all, <laughs> like, like the Power Rangers are a unit. There are six of them. Oh they get together. They get into a giant robot. Like I felt like uh, we were missing a little. Like I would have liked to see in the cinematics, uh, in the cutscenes, to maybe see some of the other Power Rangers. I felt a little bit like this was uh, two Power Rangers just going off on their own and doing their own thing. And so... <laughs> Uh yeah, I, I I don't know that today this game is worth it. I would no. say forty dollars, no. Twenty dollars. Yeah, I mean oh, I, I would say for twenty dollars if you're a retro collector. So Dan's um, a retro collector, twenty bucks. For me, not a retro collector, just a guy who plays games, I would consider picking this game up at Goodwill or Salvation Army or somewhere at five dollars. Okay. So you say five dollars, I say twenty. Yeah, which that makes sense because you're a collector. I'm not. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I've certainly paid more for games. Um, yes. Well, but, I'm sure you have. But um, this one, I wouldn't have been mad if I paid $20 for it. You know, in the case of like Adventures of Batman and Robin, I didn't pick that up before it started trending at 20 some dollars. So I ended up paying, I think, 50 or $60 for it. Yeah. Which was even that. I'm like, eh, I don't know. I don't know. Some games are probably worth that price tag, but which is interesting considering that's just what they cost when they were in the store originally. Yeah, so I mean, but that's, by that's today's standards for retro games, you know, it's like you can go take fifty dollars to a, a local shop and probably get a lot more great games. Yeah, and so when it comes to every game that we're going to talk about on this podcast, it, right. it definitely <laughs> is going to have some amount. We want to give you the fullest picture of what our experience was with this because. It's going to really depend on you and are you a collector? Are you a person who has right. to have this game? Do you have some sort of uh, nostalgic bas- backstory with this game? Mm-hmm. Or are you a person who just likes playing retro games and you want to know whether or not it's like a fun game to pick up for that price? And I think it's cool that we have you on one end of the spectrum and me way on the other. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm yeah, like super sure. the anti-collector. I don't care. I would rather have my money than have a dusty cartridge right. if it's not fun. So I think that that is pretty much everything unless do you have anything else that you want to say about mighty Morphin power rangers the movie the game featuring ivan news <laughs> no play it it's fun if you can yeah if you if you but can find a don't, copy don't go out of your way to pay 40 dollars to play this game right now it's so, not super metroid it's not super mario world it's not linked to the past it's no. not any of like the great like i don't even know if this would make a top 50 let alone top 100 super nintendo games so this might be um, kind of painful but. this might be kind of painful here because the podcast is called worth it or worthless and uh it seems like we are both saying that this game is not worth it so it, since this is a binary thing here right, right. at 38 dollars, we are right. claiming this game as worthless unless the bubble pops and ebay prices drop significantly <laughs> in which this case is, maybe we will revisit if, if somehow someday years down the line the 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 See, retro is, market tanks we may do a reassessment of power rangers the movie the game worth it or worthless but as of today when we're recording this worthless worthless awesome if you have any questions or feedback feel free to email us at worth it or worthless podcast at gmail.com and if you're interested in staying up to date with the show follow us at w-i-o-w podcast on twitter and instagram If you enjoyed the show, please leave us a review and subscribe if you want to hear more. Thanks for taking the time to listen to the show. We sincerely appreciate it. Talk to you next time.